It's like 9.30 in the morning right now. All right. It's that time. Go. Really? Oh! Okay, hey, it burns only for a second. Hey, welcome, welcome to, Watch, to Cringe. Watch Cringe. I'm Brendan. Hey, I'm still Jay. And today, this is a travel episode. We are visiting the Vortic Watch Company, grand opening of their new facility right here in Fort Collins. Yeah, and so for which time are we? That one, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for people who don't know who Vortic is, uh, one, get out of your rock, you know, but they are an American watchmaker that converts old pocket watches into wristwatches. Which are huge. Huge. They are fucking huge, huge in size and history. And sitting across from us quietly as we drank that bottle <laughs> is none other than the owner, the timeless boss, as he was called by someone else, and the founder. R.T. Custer, welcome back to the show. We missed you, man. Thanks for having me, guys. This is fun. Thanks for coming. Actually, we should say thank Well, actually, we yeah. Thank so you thanks for having, for having us because we're... As you can tell by the video quality and the audio quality. Not in our studio. At all. We're not in Brendan's house. So that's why we're at uh, Vortec. Vortec, yeah. That's yeah. right. So before we get anything started, let's wrist check, right? What's wrist up, what's, check. What's on your wrist, Artsy? Let's start yes, with you. Yes, first. It's only proper. the military edition, fourth edition from 2022. Okay. Brent, how about I you? I got a, uh, a, a moon watch. It's by a company that... I think you're familiar with. Um, I, I think I brought it because I have to mainly wind this, just like four tick watches. Mm. What a, a little, s- little, what a stretch. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> uh, see your stretch. So, so for me to kind of match with the theme of American made, I'm wearing a Grand Seiko nine <laughs> um, F quartz watch, so it doesn't even have anything to wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm wearing today. So. Well, first, today's sponsor, obviously, Vortec Watches. Yeah. And Artie Custer. So. Thanks for paying for our entire trip out here from, to, from Austin to party in Colorado. You're welcome. I was a little uncomfortable last night because you guys booked us a single twin bed hotel room. <laughs> so that was a little weird, but uh, we got over it. Someone's back was blew out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like... We've known you for a few years now, and you never told us what RT stands for, and it kind of sounds like you're a Civil War general, like General RT Custer. <laughs> That's it, right. What do you think it sounds like? Well, you know, so from watching your content, um, and if you guys aren't aware, they have a channel called what is it, Custer and Wolf, yeah. where they talk and highlight the history of like what it takes to start a brand from like scratch, right? Yep. And so from that. I was like, oh, our team must mean fucking really transparent. You tell everything <laughs> he about has, the business. If, yeah. if you want to know literally every single bit of what it takes, they actually seriously cover it. And it's rare nowadays. I feel that people are transparent. And it's definitely refreshing because, you know, the industry is full of smoke and mirrors. And it is so nice so, to have someone that isn't Can like you that. clear up that smoke and mirror for us? What does RT stand for? Robert Thomas. That oh. is very, Robert Thomas. Hey, he's probably still a general, though. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> still a general. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, I'm related distantly to General to Custer. Custer. Are you actually? 
Yeah, so that's that's cool. Um, oh, you, we, it's like seventh cousin, basically. But my dad, my dad has the largest collection of books on General Custer. I think uncle. maybe second largest. Yeah. Um, and he's done the Ancestry.com all the way back to, to the general to figure it out. He, yeah. So we actually had some people ask specifically, hey, you should find out if he's related to Custer. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's distant. Should we yeah, like salute you right now? No. <laughs> I did not serve. Sir. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. You don't have any stolen valor. That's good. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah. So let's talk about the new Vortex facility, right? So they, you, y'all just moved in. Mm-hmm. So give us some, like some stats of the new house. Like tell us any of the new building stuff, the new machinery, like what new capabilities did you unlock with you getting into the space? Totally. So we have 8,500 square feet here. Um, our past facility was about 4,000 square feet. So we're oh, double more than, than double in size. As you saw, we, I mean, we have this um, TV studio here where we can make awesome content like this. Yeah. Um, but then we also have over 2,000 square feet of just CNC machines. So we have um, three horizontal machines, or the lathes, and then we have um, three vertical machines, including two newer machines that we got, newer to us, they're used, but um, we got DMG Mori machines. Which Do you find are, them on uh, Facebook Marketplace or something? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, Ty- I mean, Tyler does all that research, and we, we have great connections with, with people to try to find really good quality used uh-huh. equipment. Um, Most of it, the, the equipment is... Awesome. is like mostly all made in America too, right? Like yeah, all yeah. Haas machines. So we have four Haas machines, which are made in LA. Um, and then we have those two DMG Mori machines, which those are foreign machines, but they're very specific and they're a lot higher quality. Um, so, and they can just make a lot of parts. So that's mm. why we got those two newer ones. And this is like a whole new, like it's not just a new part of the building. It's like a completely different building from your last one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I noticed it's like close to the Mawson's hardware store. <laughs> Do you guys ever have to like go there last minute to like MacGyver a watch together for a customer? Is that part of the decision process? You need to be near the, the hardware store? And um, At Mawson's? Tyler's, Tyler's favorite hat <laughs> is the, the Moss. Everybody loves their branding. Um, but we, I mean, we pick up stuff for around the shop, you know, screws and stuff yeah. like that, putting things in the wall. But uh, obviously we can't. Can't go to the hardware store to buy, buy watch parts. That'd be, that'd be too easy. I yeah, mean, yeah. We so, would have much less to talk about today, honestly, <laughs> if, we could, if we could buy this stuff. And like you saw, we, we honestly make, it. make so everything. Crazy, so. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, in actuality, you guys really take watchmaking seriously. And, I mean, we saw that just from the facility. You guys have a clean room. That's one. Crazy. And then you can tell because you guys have Haas machines. And I know those Haas machines are super expensive. expensive. Mm. Like absurd amounts yeah. of money. And those are the cheap ones compared to those the other ones, the DMG Morris. There's are oh. those are three times as expensive as so, Yeah, really. Okay, so let me yeah. rephrase that. So they have a few DMG, DMG Morris <laughs> that that's how they're serious yeah. with like the manufacturing stuff. Wow. And so, can you tell us about the machinery that you have now, like in this space, and like how integral are they to the watchmaking that you guys do? And like, do you make anything else with it that isn't related to watches at all? Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we started out with Vortec. And so when you look at a Vortec watch, we didn't make the dial or the hands or the movement. So we had to get really good at making cases, crowns, those mm-hmm. little sleeves that I showed you yeah. to make that nice, you know, click Oof, sound, right? Like nice. that's what we had to get good at first. And so I usually say Tyler and I are not watchmakers, we're engineers. So we, we had to figure out the engineering of how to recase um, an antique American pocket watch and make the best damn pocket watch conversion in the world. 
and that's what Vortec does. Um, we moved into this building, though, so we can take all of that skill set and make not just a few hundred watches a year, but With now hopefully thousands, thousands of yeah. watches a year. Um, and so that's really what, you know, if we were just going to take, just make pocket watch conversions and make roughly 300 watches a year like Vortec does, we would need about half of those machines. We would need a quarter of the clean room space that we have. Mm. Um, I mean, we wouldn't really need all of this stuff from a content creation standpoint, but Tyler and I want to run a big business, not just a small business. Um, yeah. And so that's what we're after. And we'll definitely get to the Colorado watch company and how that relates yeah. to that, how that intersects with that. Yep. Um, I, I did notice that most of the Vortec uh, watches are machine finished, which definitely has that gives that um, aesthetic of, you know, handmade or like machine made or, or made in America. You can see kind of the marks of the making, right? Like is, um, do you ever see a future where you have more fine grain, like hand polishing on the whole case? Yeah, so some of our cases now, um, and you guys meant Kent, our, our watchmaker. Mm -hmm. um, Kent has been diving into doing some hand polishing on, on cases. Wow. He also applied all of this loom on this pocket watch conversion. Oh, that's loom. So, and that was all hand done. And so um, we're getting into some of that stuff. And there's a few options if you look at our our website where you can find, we call it the American Artisan Series, where mm -hmm. we take a pocket watch and, and make it a wristwatch. This one is not polished. This one's fresh off the machine. But we do have some polished options where we're hand polishing at okay. least the bezel. So those options case. do already exist. Yeah, so. and it's, you know, it's possible, and I'll, um, I can show you some of our polishing wheels and stuff like that. It's not really most of our business um, because especially with our new watches for Colorado Watch Company, we really like that aesthetic. Yep. Um, and then we've heard a lot of people really like the either the, the gunmetal finish or sandblasted finish on, on a lot of the parts. More rugged looking. It's right. rugged. It's, I mean, it's American made, right? Yeah, like we're not, that's, that's what it we're is. not hiding our signature, which is like on, on some of the new dials we, we showed you, we call them Colorado stripes, right? That's like right. We are, we are leaving the machine marks on the case because to us, it's a signature. It's like we built this um, and, and we think it's cool. And obviously I only need to find for a Vortec 300 other people that think it's cool. Yeah. Um, when we get into newer stuff, yeah, I, I think there is a market for everything for for those kind of options well i think we found it amazing how many parts that you guys are actually making mm -hmm. in this facility right mm -hmm. stems crowns the cases all in case one backs, stem and the, crown in one yeah everything there's so many parts that you're making do you plan to act as like a parts supplier for other u.s brands to kind of foster american watchmaking yeah so um and if, if somebody's been really following along or for you guys you've, you've kind of seen the development um, but like you mentioned, we, we have a YouTube show called Custer and Wolf building a watch company mm -hmm. and that's, we document everything that we do. Yep. And for the last year we've been talking about building Colorado watch company, but we actually used to call it something else. We, we MPC. were going to name it MPC or mechanical products company. And we decided to save that name mechanical products, which we already have trademark on and have like a lot of that stuff. Um, we're going to save that name for a division of Vortec coming sometime. I'm not going to say soon because we don't, we haven't really got that far yet. But at some point in the next few years, we will start manufacturing cases, bezels, crowns, wow. um, stuff like that for other brands. And that's one of the other reasons we wanted to partner with FTS down in Arizona because mm -hmm. they they don't just do assembly of movements like their Americron and their Americorts. 
they also assemble watches for other brands and they help with sourcing. And they were some of the first people to ask us like, hey, can you make some cases for us that are made in USA? Because we have a lot of watch companies that say like, I don't want to just be assembled in America. Like I want, you know, can you make the case here? Can you make the dial here? All that stuff. And our answer to all that is yes. I mean, you saw we're making yeah. cases, we're making dials, we're making buckles. Yeah. Um, so we first are going to use Colorado Watch Company to prove that hopefully able thousands to. of people want an American watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once we see scale with that, making it all for ourselves, then we can continue to grow, continue to get more machines and more people and hopefully make it for others, probably under that other brand. That's awesome. Under MPC, yeah. I mean, that's dude, to me, that's like one of the coolest thing. And like you're speaking about your watchmaker. So kind of shifting away from the product, right? So I wanted to see from you or wanted to hear from you, what is the day-to-day like in your shop as a watchmaker? Like we talked to your watchmaker, so you can't honestly lie anymore. <laughs> so, AK- we, so we want to know like what you think. AKA Vibe, vibe check. check. Vibe check, yeah. Um, well, you saw the clean room right here. I mean, mm-hmm. it was clean. Our, our clean room is, it has the most natural light of probably any other place in the U.S. where a watchmaker could work. And that's why, that's one of the reasons, like Tyler and I walked in this building when it used to be a co-working space, and that whole clean room was all divided up into separate offices. There was like five different offices that you could rent for the day, and each one of them had their own sun tube in the ceiling to provide natural light, because a lot of them didn't have windows. And... It, we both, I think the light bulb went off for both of us. So we're like, if we open this up and it's just one giant room with like five or six sun tubes and huge glass block windows, like that room is just going to be so bright all day, every day. I mean, it's one of the reasons we're here is it's sunny 300 or more days a year in Fort Collins, Colorado. Mm-hmm. So like vibe check of watchmaking and building watches here, you know, to be a watchmaker at Vortic you're not just shoved in the corner, you know, you're not shoved in a back room with artificial light and no windows. Like you're right there. The main part of our building, like that's the first stop on my tour. Like you guys showed, like, this is, this is what we do. And that I, I hope is a vibe that carries throughout, you know, all the people that work here and, um, all the people that we interact with. And even when we go down to FTS in, in Arizona, we wanted to make sure that, you know, we vibe check them too. And yeah. we love uh-huh. them. Like the, you know, Kunal and Gary and, and MJ down there, like there are people, um, they care as just as much as we do about making as much here. Um, we say here, not there. Like uh, let's make it here. I like okay. That. Well, you, it's, it's interesting. Cause you also get, did a vibe check, uh, at the Haas facility. I think your partner Wolf went down yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler went to the Haas facility which and was, he, and, and uh, Billy uh, went with him too. It was pretty cool. So he, he had some interesting things to say about that facility. He was impressed with the amount of data yeah. that they were collecting mm. and for a continual improvement, he wanted to implement that here at Vortec. And yep. so I, I'm thinking, are you guys like counting how many times your employees go to the bathroom, how long <laughs> their breaks are? Yeah. Do you like, do you guys take blood samples to make sure that the stress level doesn't exceed limit that's like, legal? Just pushing them on the edge, you know, getting yeah. the most out of the workhorse as possible. Yeah. So, um, we don't do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just, just like any office space. I mean, we, we certainly have like cameras for security purposes, but, um, 
you know, no one's no one's looking at those cameras during the day. It's it's mostly for at night, making sure nobody's doing anything weird in here, and the mm. lights are all turned off. And all Ooh, speaking of cameras, yeah, Daniel, Walsh. we're always on camera all the time. I mean, yeah. it's, it's 2023, guys. <coughs> That's right. But I That's mean, right. you know, Derek, who you talked to, he's worked here for um, just now. I think a month from now, it'll be five years. So, yeah. Um, Did they ever he's, get he's built over a thousand watches with Vortex? So, That's what he said. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, it's I knock on wood, like we've found some amazing people. Yeah. And, um, Good family. I, I, I try to do the the best we can to treat them like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Is, is, and honestly, uh, it seems very much they like seem that. Happy. It was very family. Uh, like we had lunch with them, and it seemed all genuine. Yeah. No one was like scared. Yeah, but maybe it's kind of <laughs> like a you know a North Korea situation. We're coming over here, and they're putting up the whole show oh, for yeah. us. Yeah, like the window. We'll have to come back like a random I, spot check on these guys. I did. I did tell them in Slack that um, you guys are chill and oh, okay. chill. That, that, that's, that's a good why, word. I specifically. I mean, you know, William. I said like, hey guys, like these guys are cool. Like, don't change anything. You know? don't, <laughs> don't filter yourself. Right? Yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank you for not. Um, we were all on our best behavior last week when we had like oh, yeah. six or like seven press. journalists in here. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like that, real press. Yeah. Good thing we didn't show up then, right? <laughs> no. Good thing you were in Europe then. So. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to ask you, back to your watchmakers, do you think they ever get scared? Because, like, antique pocket watches have ghosts? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's pretty much confirmed. So does your new facility have EMF, and are we, are we safe, safe right, right now? now? Um, I think the are we safe right now question is just a philosophical question that I oh. can't answer. That doesn't comfort me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's probably fucking ghosts in here. Yeah, there's definitely ghosts. I'm I'm much less worried about ghosts than I am of just like the world ending randomly. I don't know how much you guys huh. think about. You know all this stuff going around where people are thinking about the Roman Empire and Whoa. all that stuff? Oh. Roman Empire? We did the Roman. We did some Roman <laughs> workouts yesterday. Oh, yeah, because I remember I said I blew his back out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were doing a medicine ball catching oh, yeah. game in squats. For the record, I specifically booked a room with two separate beds. So if you huh, really? in the same bed, it was you, you got own. in there like an hour early than me. Did you do something with Whoa. the room? <laughs> so, He's like, we only need one bed. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so over the course of a decade of being in business, how has Vortec evolved? A decade well, is a long time. Yeah. So, um, so we launched on Kickstarter. Um, just me in, in, in uh, November of 2014, November 17, 2014 was our first day on Kickstarter. Um, Tyler and I met in like 2010, I think maybe 2011. Um, and so we've known each other for more than a decade at this point, And we've run businesses together, um, for more than just Vortec. But I would say our, our partnership and this company has evolved drastically much more through just being able to like really understand through deep conversations, both the, he and I making sure we're on the same page about what we're doing with Vortec, with Colorado watch company, with the future, like MPC and other things Mm -hmm. we want to do. And then, um, just trying to be transparent, not just with everyone in our podcasts and all this stuff that we do and me trying to get on as many podcasts as I can, but also be super transparent with our team and just every, our team and our partners and other people like, you know, we um we're not hiding anything um and i think we just got used to that way of doing business because for tyler and i we we talk about all the time it's just easier you know it's just it's Mm -hmm. easier to say what you think yeah um and it's easier to be open to that feedback and to adjust and 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 evolve and that's you know, to really answer your question, I mean, we've grown exponentially from just the, the two of us and, and Andy, who did our original design and, and photo and video for um, 
for that first Kickstarter almost 10 years ago to now having, I mean, there's 10 people in this building and obviously thousands of square feet. And, and a couple ghosts. And there's, yeah, there's probably, I mean, this building actually was built in 1946. So, I Yo, mean, there's, quit fucking leaving that. There's, there's <laughs> I some, think I feel a presence right now. There's some stuff, yeah. But, um, you know, I think we've, we've evolved, what I was trying to say is we've evolved massively emotionally, right? And like, just what do we really want? What are we solving for is, is what we, what I ask myself a lot. And, um, uh, during the middle of the pandemic, um, we've just realized we're not going to be able to make more than about 300 or so Vortec watches a year. Mm -hmm. And the industry has now associated a Vortec with a pocket watch conversion. Mm -hmm. So if we want to scale, we need a different brand. And that's where we started building MPC, which became Colorado watch company. And then, you know, people forget that we're called Vortec. Like they can't remember, like, you know, what, what's that, that the military watch, the pocket watch. Yeah. Well, they're, they're like, it's that Colorado watch company. Yeah. We're the only Colorado watch company. So that brand was just a no brainer. Um, because now people are just, it doesn't matter if they remember the Mm -hmm. company and our name and all that stuff. And I think we've had to evolve throughout that whole time because I mean, you know, everything we've been through with the Mm -hmm. big lawsuit and all that stuff, but for the life of the company, our name is on the back. Mm -hmm. Our name's on the back ring, right? Like this isn't about me and Tyler. This is about Elgin and the history of Elgin Watch Company and all the pocket watches that they made in that factory, which probably has ghosts. I mean, that's like oh, for sure. 200 years old, right? Um, and so, yeah, I, I think the, the evolution is a mixture of the evolution of, of Tyler's and my partnership, the evolution of all these amazing people that we found and, and kind of gathered to, to, I mean, work on the same passion, which is can we make a watch in America? Um, and then also learn from history, right? It's like all these old watch companies, they made millions of pocket watches in the US a hundred years ago. Why can't we make a couple thousand? You know, what's, yeah. what's the difference? Yeah, so with you like saying like the American thing, right? So how, will, how do you see American watchmaking distinguishing itself now from the rest of the horology scene, right? So seeing as railroad pocket watches were inherently American, how do you see uh, American watchmaking now? Because I see you as the forefront runner for it. Thank you. Um, I mean, I, I think when you talk about American watchmaking, you probably should first talk about what I call the great American watch companies that were 100 years ago, right? Elgin, Waltham, Waltham. Hamilton, Illinois, Elgin, you know, all that. Um, and then getting more modern, I think the first name that should come out of your mouth is RGM. Mm-hmm. You know, Roland is, I mean, he's, he's so been cool. making watches as long as we've been alive, right? He's and, so cool. And he's the best. Um, there's obviously new companies and, and other competitors on the scenes and other people that are focused on certain things. Um, and that's why our new Kickstarter campaign for um, Colorado Watch Company, the question that we're asking now is, can we make a watch that will last a lifetime as American as possible for less than $1,000? And some of the things you have to talk about in there is value and scale. So to answer your question, I think you really have to ask yourself, what is the definition of an American watch company? Mm-hmm. Are they focused on American made, right? So there's that, that new, you know, new company, um, is it JN Shapiro? Yeah, um, Shapiro. And uh, they have 100% American made, it's right? And gorgeous. they're tens of thousands of dollars, but they did it. 
Yeah. So obviously his goal is I want to make 100% of the watch in America. Awesome. Obviously when you have a goal like that, price point kind of goes out the window. Yeah, his, <laughs> his pricing is... And, but, you know, that's, it's probably worth every cent and there are customers that will pay that. But now you're talking about, I mean, a very small number of watches, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say dozens a year maybe. Um, then you get into RGM, which is his focus, and I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but his focus is much more on just overarching quality. It's, it's less like, can I make 100% here? Can I make it the right way? And can I make uh -huh. as much of it in-house as possible? And the stuff that he's doing in Pennsylvania is, is outstanding. You know, and then there's other people like Weiss doing similar stuff. It's like, how much can I make in-house? How much can I do myself? How much can I do with a small team? Um, and then you have the flip side of that with Shinola is like, how can I, how can we assemble a watch in Detroit and not just assemble one, but assemble like a hundred thousand a year. Yeah. So they're on the whole other side, right? Um, we kind of want to be in the middle, which is like, let's make as much of it as we can here within reason. Let's create the best value that we can and let's create the most scale that we can in order to achieve that value. And to us, scale is thousands, not hundreds. So with Vortic, we can proudly stamp made in USA on this watch because we're cheating, right? We're using an old yeah. pocket watch. It's 100 years old. It was made in US back then, and we can make all the big parts. With Colorado Watch Company, it's a little harder because there's, there's really only one option. If you want to buy a 1,000 or more movements that are American, yeah. FTS <laughs> is your only option. They assemble it in America. It's the closest we're going to get. It's foreign components, but it's an assembled in USA automatic watch. Yeah. Yeah. And they align with our values. They want to make as much as they can here and continue to make more and more here, not there. Well, I think we have one more question about Vortec before we jump into to Colorado. Yeah. yeah. So, so once you go. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we noticed that your watches are usually on the risk of some notable celebrities. Uh, like I'm thinking Mr. Wonderful, right? That's yeah. one. And then another is Jim from The Office. <laughs> um, and if you guys aren't aware of this, they have... A video of this talking about product placement versus versus influencer, influencer marketing, marketing. Yeah. and yeah we watch that stuff so cool. it's like yeah. um how how i know that like you're able to talk about it but i don't want to talk long on it you know because yeah do you want do you have anything you want to say about that just because it seems like you already covered it a lot in that video the, and if you haven't seen it like watch but it well any it's the description. short things that you want to say so it's that was kind of always like a passion project of mine, um, and the the Kevin O'Leary thing happened just totally on accident. That, that was, was that was crazy. the first one. Is I did a podcast like this with a, a gentleman named Anthony who um, received an investment live on Shark Tank from Kevin O'Leary, yeah. and Anthony. There was like a year after he and I did a podcast. Um, he called me and he said, Hey, I want to buy Kevin O'Leary a gift and I want to buy him a watch to say, thank you for investing in my company. So that, that one just kind of fell in, in my lap, um, from networking like this, right. Which wow. is, I, I, I say it's, it's, it's about who, you know, and I, I really do believe that. Um, and can't wait to see who hits you up after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Some real degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you never, you never know, right? Like that's. That's why I, I like to be a yes man. You know, I like to say yes to as many of these opportunities as I Open can. Open every single door possible. I just, I just think that's the right way to do it. And yeah, I'm busy, but like, you know, I just, I think those opportunities are cool. Um, and then I threw, again, through a podcast, I met this gentleman named Mark 
and Mark does product placement for brands. And so we started working together. We started kind of shooting the shit and like, how can we get our watches on some famous wrists? Um, and, and Jack Ryan was on that list. And so, um, Michael Kelly, who mm-hmm. was, um, Doug Stamper on house of yeah. cards. Yeah. You watch that one of my favorite actors playing one of my favorite roles. Um, Michael Kelly wore our second edition of, of the military edition in season three of Jack Ryan. And then John Krasinski saw it on his wrist and, and said it was the coolest thing ever. And I got, I think the coolest email I've ever received, which is from the prop master of Jack Ryan. And he said, Hey guys, um, John Krasinski wants a watch like Michael's. Can we get him one for the final season? Wow. And we were like, <laughs> <That's fucking sick>. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's John, it's Jim from the office. Like, yeah. hell yeah. Um, and so I just think that stuff is cool. I, you know, it's obviously a very long tail from a marketing standpoint. Like you don't see a yeah. lot of, honestly, we didn't see any benefit from any of those product placements until Kevin O'Leary did a YouTube video that now has 3 million views on it where he just raves about his Vortex yeah. watch. And it's it was awesome. on with, it, with the, the producer, Michael, producer, Michael. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. So, so that we get like over a hundred unique website visitors every day from, from that, that YouTube, oh just that God. one YouTube video. It's crazy. That's crazy. Um, so, that's one success story. Social and media then, is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's the power of YouTube, yeah. right? Yeah. And so and so and then the last thing I'll say is um, yeah. there was a ton of people once we got a watch on John Krasinski, just how famous he is. People were googling what watch is John Krasinski wearing in jacket. Yeah, <laughs> like I was telling him earlier, it's like my mom asked me, yeah. like yeah. who is it's it, like, and I was like, I, I fucking know that guy. Yeah, yeah, and so um, so that's that's cool. And now there's a bunch of websites that answer that question. So from an SEO standpoint, we're also getting a You're ton of traffic. You're killing it there. Wow. We, this watch is the watch that John Krasinski wore. You don't have to have like one of their phone numbers, do you? Because <laughs> yeah, we should call Jim's him. number? Yeah, let's call him up right now on speaker. I, I, you know what? Actually, on, on that, who is the most person, famous person on your phone right now? Yeah. Probably Michael Kelly. Let's call him. Um, oh, shit. Speaker phone. <laughs> call him. No, I, I'll sh- I mean, he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. He doesn't play him. a nice person on the show. Well, I've, no. I've had, he's like I, a I, silent I like, assassin. I think that's badass. But, like, yeah. you know, and that show was so well done, I uh, thought. But, until um, Kevin's thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, um, you know, it was, it was funny. The first, I had about a, I don't know, 30-minute conversation with Michael Kelly about watches because we sent them watches as gifts and say thank you and all that stuff and he asked like what <coughs> you could do for us and we're doing some really cool stuff with those watches that they wore on okay. I, I can't talk about that yet okay but Ooh. about Secrets. a year from now there's gonna be some really big stuff that comes from that um oh wow okay but um michael the actor um first of all it was like i was having a conversation with doug stamper which like was so, so sick weird and cool yeah it's enough of Vortec. Let's talk about Colorado Watch Company, your new venture. You have an ambitious goal of creating a mostly made-in-America watch for under $1,000. Yep. How do you plan on accomplishing that? Well, first step is scale. So we, in order to produce a watch of this quality and create that much value from a price standpoint, um, the other factor in that equation is scale. And so if, if we only made a hundred of these things, they would have to be thousands of dollars, just like a Vortec, right? Like, mm. you know, if you have low volume, um, you have to charge enough to, to make it worth all the overhead to do so. So now that we have a company that we can make thousands, not hundreds, um, that's, that's our goal is just to tell the world and hopefully sell, you know, thousands of watches a year and not just hundreds. And we're starting on Kickstarter because we don't know if that's 
realistic. We have no idea. You know, I mean, we've we've never sold a watch with this kind of value proposition before. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I think we can compete with some of the bigger companies that have that ability to scale. And I just, I honestly, I really hope that people value the same things that we do and want things to be made in America and want things to, to be transparent, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we sell hundreds of watches on Kickstarter in that 30 days, which from a projection standpoint would assume we could sell at least a thousand a year. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure you'll kill it. One, you're going into a untapped market um, because these watches are small. <laughs> <laughs> or they are, I guess, and what it is, it's like wearable for people like me who have yeah. dainty ass wrists. Yeah, it's and the other side of the customer yeah. base that you haven't. Been yeah, you have tapping. that's untapped for right. you. For, for you, untapped untapped for, for Vortec, for Vortec. Yeah. and the American yeah. watch, watch space. Yeah. That's yeah. that's right. Yeah, and I, so I that, yeah. you're gonna be releasing two watches. One is f- the field watch at forty, right? Or is it forty-two? Forty millimeters. And then the yeah. and then the GCT at forty-two. Forty-two. Yeah. So you wanna just talk briefly about it like at all because i know that we're gonna be like seeing them soon with the kickstarter yeah well so um well, we have them right here actually. yeah so the the field watch and like we talked about the the point of the field watch and this is this is tyler's watch so to take one step back um tyler and i are making the watches we've always wanted to make you know we've run mm. a watch company for 10 years but we have to take the old pocket watch dials and movements and turn them into watch so we only have so much ability to make the final design and have final say over the the product. So um, this is the watch that Tyler wants to wear every day. So this is the field watch. And, you know, Tyler, as an early 30s millennial, um, wants a watch that's less than $1,000. And wants just one really high quality automatic watch that he can put on in the morning and not worry about whatever he's going to do that day. And this is his daily wear. Um, We also you know, tried to design it in a way that would be a little more mass market, right? So it's 40 millimeters. It's, it seems like a perfect size for an everyday wear watch. It's all machined from billet titanium. So this one solid piece, I'm sorry, steel, one solid piece of steel on your wrist. Um, so it's, it's not light, but it's not too heavy. Um, it's automatic. It's the movements auto, like assembled in America. And so we can say 87% of the cost of this watch is American. Um, and we're being hyper transparent. So on the Kickstarter campaign, there's going to be a little graphic with an exploded view of all the different parts and pieces. And, and it'll say where to, you know, the crystals in New Hampshire and the movements assembled in Arizona, in Arizona from foreign components and you know, the case and crown and buckle and all this stuff is right Fort here, Collins, Colorado, right? So, um, Collins, I think that's a French colony, Collins, yeah. 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 18th century. So that's, you know, that's the point of the field watch is to really answer that question of, can we make a watch in the U.S. for less than a thousand dollars that you can wear every day for life? Like this is something that will last forever. It costs less to repair it than it does to replace it. That's amazing. And and what we say in the Kickstarter video, which I realize we got to show you guys in the Kickstarter mm-hmm. video, um, is we live in a throwaway economy. And if you're tired mm-hmm. of that, get something you've never That'll last. Away. That'll like this, last. This is near, you can hand this down to your kids, right? Like that's the point of the field watch. Yeah. And then the GCT watch, which is, which is my watch, um, I wear... <laughs> the military edition every day. I, since we made it in 2019, this is my daily wear. I, I've worn all the different versions. I love this watch for the military history. Uh-huh. 
But it's big, right? I yeah. have a very average wrist. <laughs> I don't but, buy uh, average. Relax. Yeah. That well, is not hey, average. That's making us feel unadequate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From my research, um, <laughs> a seven inch wrist is very average, which is I'm exactly seven. Um, and so we can, debate that. Big. <laughs> we can debate that later. Um, but a 42 millimeter version of my favorite watch. Look how is. small that looks, bro. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Holy crap. And that's, and that's the point, right? Is like now, because we get so much great feedback on the military edition, but it's big. Um, it's manually wound. It's 100 years old on the inside, or I guess 80 years old. Um, and it starts at $8,000. Mm. So it's not for yeah. everyone. And that's what we say in the campaign is a Vortec watch is amazing. And it's made in USA. But it's not for everyone. for everyone. So let's make something that's for everyone. 42 millimeters, automatic movement. The dial kills it. This, I mean, I basically kind of pitched Tyler and Sky, our engineer, um, on this idea. And this is what they came up with. Yeah. So, like, I mean, we talked about the team, yeah. but, like, holy shit, right? Like, yeah. look at that execution. And so that's the point of this watch is, you know, 100 meters of water resistance, a screw-down crown that's, you know, the screw down crown system is made in Colorado. Like that whole thing was made here. You saw how we do it. Guys, it's one. It's cool. The stem and the crown are, are one, one solid piece. piece. Yep. And that's for the, the field watch. It's all one solid piece with the crown guard like that. It's the disgusting. crown and the oh. field guard yeah. uh, on the field watch is just amazing. Yeah. And the movements and are this is spectacular. The movements are FTS, which you mentioned earlier. And that's yep. the only, correct me if I'm, on, I'm wrong, but that's the only like watch manufacturer that assembles watches in America or one of the few? Um, if you add at scale to that and you okay. define scale as thousands, not hundreds, then, it's then I think that's accurate. accurate. Okay. Um, so it's fine timepiece solutions in Fountain Hills, Arizona, and they work just like us. If you guys go down there, they will show you everything. You, They will, I mean, show you everything that they do. They're super transparent about what they do. And they, from the beginning, have started with how do we make as much here as possible? Mm -hmm. And so they started with a quartz movement and now they make an American made quartz movement because they've, they started with just assembling a quartz movement here and now they're making a lot of those components and they can wow. say this is an American quartz movement and they call it AmeriQuartz. What we use what is the Americron. Okay. And the Americron is an automatic movement that's assembled in Arizona okay. from foreign components. But like we say, it's the most, I think what we say in the Kickstarter, which we believe to be accurate, is it's the most American movement at scale. Okay. Again, meaning thousands. Like we can hopefully scale Colorado Watch Company to the point where we're ordering thousands of movements a year from them. Um, to my knowledge, no one else is able to achieve that scale, mm -hmm. um, even just from an assembly standpoint. And over time, you know, we've talked to them. It'd be great to make more and more of those components, starting with perhaps like the rotor, you know, some bigger components that we could make here. Um, but again, I mean, the, the field watch is 87% by cost American and the GCT is 89% American 89. and we're wow. really freaking proud of that. I mean, it's yeah. hard to yeah. do that and also keep the price no, at the price 1000 and 1400. It makes no sense. So like with, with the watches, seeing them, by the way, firsthand, my absolute favorite is the GCT. It is so good looking. It can do to me. It's like the perfect watch and like Brent can probably attest to that. Like I don't it's buy watches looking. and yeah. I don't buy watches anymore. And like, there's not really much in the hobby that, that like excites kinda, you. that excites me. Yeah. Like because most of the shit, honestly, most of the shit that comes out now is so boring. But 
this, I think, is one that is going to be a true game changer. Well, and to buy a watch from a company where you know what differentiates them from almost every other player is that baby, they actually have a facility. Fucking, you're American, baby. Bald Eagle here. Wow. <laughs> Hell there yeah. are a lot of bald egos in Colorado. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's the point is like, um, I want when somebody sees this content or, you know, if somebody sees the other things that other people are writing about us, that's why we paid for your trip out here because we want people to do that. I want people to get on an airplane, fly to Denver. It's a 60 minute drive from the Denver airport, which is the third largest airport in the world by volume. If you didn't know, very easy to get to Mm -hmm. get to Fort Collins, Colorado. I'll open the door for you and I'll show you everything that we do. He did open the door for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's also 40 minutes with two toll roads. So that keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. And, and the rental for the fast car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I mean, yeah. And you know what? Everyone, I'm sure of it, is able to appreciate that you're bringing back manufacturing here. You're taking it back home. You know what I mean? And having a watch that you could say is made in America, or at least eighty-seven percent, eighty-nine, eighty-nine percent of it is here from the Tang, like the buckle to the case. Of, even the outer case the outer case right even the box made in colorado here so otter box is a fort collins colorado company okay uh, Mm -hmm. which is cool but those the otter box dry boxes are made in mexico okay that's close enough though close enough man (laughs) made in north america (laughs) (laughs) the stretch i like that you said we we partner with otter box because it's a really high quality product it's a great piece of packaging yeah um they used to make iphone cases right and oh yeah yeah that's how i I know them yeah Yeah. well they they make a fantastic product and it's a it's a local company so even though it's a billion dollar company it's they're right here in our billion dollars well it makes sense because i remember their fucking cases was like this thick and 80 dollars yeah and they sell a lot of them <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah dude yeah. as long as there are grandmas and grandpas in this world they will always <laughs> sell a case <laughs> so we talked about like all the components and where they're assembled yep. went a little bit into where they're manufactured how about the materials like where's your steel source from so that I don't know. Um, we'd have to, to talk to Tyler and, and the team okay. on where all of the raw materials come from yeah. um, I, I will say that like one of the reasons we like steel is that it's easier to get American steel yep. than American titanium. Um, hmm. One thing I learned recently is that like a huge percentage of titanium comes from Russia. Um, and for various reasons, it's a lot like that's why titanium, one of the reasons, and again, so I've been told titanium has gotten a lot more expensive recently because um, it's hard to get things out of Russia. So um, steel is much better anyway. There's when, that brings up a really interesting topic, which is just the definition of American made. Right. And just how freaking hard it is to do even 87%. Right. And that's mm-hmm. why we're being really transparent about all this kind of stuff is, um, it's, it's something that we're really proud of and it takes a lot of work and to be able to say made in USA, like we do on the back of a Vortec watch, it's such a big is thing. nearly impossible. Um, and it's because the definition of made in America is all or virtually all critical components must be made in the U.S. for your product to be U.S. made. I mean, more stringent than the uh, Swiss. Swiss. Dude, Swiss is like, like 60%. 60%. Swiss is 60% by cost. And we, we cost, are measuring yeah. the by cost thing the same way as them. So if we were sitting in Switzerland right now, our watches would be Swiss made. Yeah. And and. Fifty percent more Swiss made than, than just mo- than the, just the standard. Yeah, you know, not comparing ourselves to anyone there, but it's like we want to 
if we can, talk to somebody at the FTC or whoever is in charge of that and say, like, it'd be so much nicer if they would just give us a percentage. Because let's say American made was 75%. Mm-hmm. Or shit, let's say it was 90%. That seems pretty high if you compare it to Swiss made. Yeah. If it was 90%, we would be moving mountains right now to get from 87 to 90. To 90. So you need some lobbyists. That's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically. He, he already knows hey, a couple, remember? send us to D.C. <laughs> we can take care no, of no, it. No, he knows a couple. Oh, the silent assassin. The silent assassin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, with that whole thing. Yeah, you know? I think that, that was great. We're going to move this to the fun section of the episode. This is the most educational (laughs) section of the episode where we give business advice to RT (laughs) and we receive business advice from RT. That's correct. You know, because with RT being a serial businessman, he has vast amounts of experience in what it takes to succeed. But we also have left field Mm. experience that I think you could learn from and that all the audiences watching us can learn from. I'm glad this is being recorded. I do not quite agree with that, but you're mild, you know. Take it with a grain of salt. Your mileage may vary. So this is a hot tip for Vortic Watch Company. Start a plastic surgery practice (laughs) that does wrist filler so people can wear your watches. (laughs) That's a two-for-one deal right there. It's so funny because I just had this uh, phone call from um, one of our our newest customers, and it was a personal connection, and he'd never seen one of our watches in person, and he bought one, and he said, I'm so sorry, but like, it's just, it's just too big. <laughs> and he said, before I called you to, to say it's too big, he said, I literally Googled, like, how can I make my wrist bigger? <laughs> and, and I was like, you know, and it's, 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 it's just the nature of the beast. Um, and the, the one thing I will say is, is um, we've, we've done a lot of work in the last 10 years to figure out how to make a pocket watch not wearable, yeah. yeah right so this is our new 45 millimeter case the that lugs are so much smaller. <laughs> like it does it, it just appears smaller too right so this this is what most of our watches are like humongous this is, this is 47 that's like an ankle bracelet and and the difference so this is 45 yeah. and this is 47 the difference is massive and then we do have a new 43 millimeter we just can't make very many of those. Uh-huh. It I was see. only Hamilton and Elgin that made uh, those. Okay. Oh. And because Hamilton made most of them, and we had a little you know, issue with Scuff. Hamilton, yeah. um, we, wow. we weren't making those for a while. So um, the new 43 millimeter, you'll see on the website, they sell almost instantly. Yeah, I noticed that. Like, so. yeah. The 43s are the like daily thing always is like, gone. Boom. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, I think a lot of people feel that way. Is like the Vortec concept and a pocket watch on your wrist is, is um, awesome, but they want the smallest one. So, yeah, you know, I think so, you got some hot yeah, got tips, some right, bud? So, yeah. This is a hot Except tip. Accept your feedback is what I'm saying. And we're doing the best we can. <laughs> <laughs> the, the filler thing is good. The though. filler is, is worth. I'm a Googling. genius. Yeah, I'm a genius. Yeah. Go down hey, so this is a hot tip though for Vortec watches. Have you ever thought of maybe diversifying your business? Let's say create a six foot long social distancing apparatus <laughs> that you can be using it for COVID distancing. We can call it the, the social, social stick, stick USA. USA. And then we make these sticks here in Colorado. And then we make sure that it has a handle and a tip and it's truly six feet so you can measure it. Yep. I sold <laughs> about $100,000 worth of social sticks. Holy <laughs> Um, between April 2020 and I guess the end of 2020 when social distancing just kind of died, went away. Yeah. Um, 
but um, you got any sticks yeah. left? You got any more left? I'll, I will find. I think I. I think I got rid <laughs> that of most of them. That we can take away ones. as a souvenir. But I will. I will find a couple and send them to you because because your website kind of also. Your website is like it's still up. I don't know if you cool. knew that. Yeah, the social his sticks. pictures yeah. of you using you're, it. You're, oh yeah, some of his pictures are some of the funniest things you'll ever see. Check on the it out. We'll internet. send a link. <laughs> it's gonna be on there on Instagram. Yeah. Check it out. It's it's literally him holding this like this. No, it, I mean at, at first <laughs> it was mask on. at first it was a crazy. I mean, like I'll be honest with you guys, when the pandemic hit, I thought for sure that we were gonna lose Vortec. Like, mm -hmm. why would someone buy? A, a luxury watch, dollar luxury watch, mm -hmm. on the when there's ending. a global pandemic. Yeah. Like I thought, everything was. I thought we were going to lose everything. Kind of speaks and, to our culture a bit. <laughs> right. World's ending. Mommy, buy a luxury watch. It'll make exactly. it all okay and safe. And so, thank God, you know, yeah. the watch industry took off. 2020 and 2021 were our two best years ever. Um, we sold more watches those years than than any year prior. And um, it, you know, again, knock on wood, like the the watch industry flourished. Um, but because I thought it wasn't going to, I started branching out to try to save us. Right. And the social stick was, um, yeah. one of the ideas I had to see if we could save the company. And the social stick is what created, um, Lauren, my, my executive assistant, her, my, my first assistant, her name's Bella. Um, it's that, that product is what created the opportunity for that job. Um, that's and cool. And she just transferred over to Vortex. Nice. Yeah. And I, I love having an assistant. It's changed my life. Um, I don't know how I could operate without Lauren. And I definitely couldn't have gotten through the pandemic and all the growth we experienced without Bella. And so well, I got uh, something else you can't live without. This is another hot tip. I'm ready. Yep. Hit me. <laughs> so you guys love upcycling <laughs> antique pocket watches. Yep. Why not expand that practice to your rubber straps and upcycle certified pre-owned dildos <laughs> with the rubber straps okay pre-owned i get i'm not going to answer this one um, pre -owned, no comment no i actually have a, uh, I have a clarifying question oh shit, um, you're not ready for that pre-owned nope. sex toy i understand the concept of that how do you get a certified pre-owned like who's certifying this thing <laughs> Uh, Rolex. Ah, okay. Ah, uh, there you go. There you go. Yep. Yep. Jay, I think you got, yeah. So we're going to, this is now us asking for advice, go. right? So, uh, this is a request for advice from you. Um, is it wise, would you say to buy a $300,000 DMG Mori CNC machine so that we can make merch for watch cringe? And we would be using our personal money and our family's money too. <laughs> My grandma's life savings. Yeah, and it would be priced at what's the merch priced at? Five ninety nine to eight ninety nine because we'll be making like keychains, pendants, pens, pins, pins, shoes, metal shoes, maybe. You know, it's funny because um, someone sent me. It was like I, I mean, I get these pitches all the time via email. You guys probably get them too. Like digital marketing companies and uh -huh. marketing companies are like, we can you know change your life and your business and grow your business and all this stuff. One of them sent me a client example, and it was a pen company. And he said this pen company with like a decent website, like it was okay, um, is making like $180,000 a month selling pens. With okay, we're buying Facebook, that. With just Facebook ads. And that DMG machine, the, the Swiss turning center, yeah. that thing could pump out pens. So We're buying that machine. I, I don't know if the world needs more pen companies and, and stuff like that, but like. Well, they'll definitely um, need Noodler Inc. if they get that's more right. pens. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a thing. Like there are people that, that are making keychains and, and, 
coins moving and that stuff much like volume that and just printing money on mostly Facebook ads is what this guy said. So I got another. I got a request. So I want to start a watch brand called Time Trackers Time Pieces, where we make an entire watch out of upcycled railroad tracks. And I'm talking about even the crystal is made out of iron. So <laughs> can your factory turn iron into glass? Yeah. Is that possible? No. no. <laughs> just, just no? Oh, dang. I honestly yeah. thought he would. Yeah, I thought say. he might have something. Yeah. Play. He's well, been pulling I'm, things out of the hat. Well, like. I'm laughing because I, I got an email, I don't know, three, <laughs> three four months ago with somebody who has like over 100,000 railroad ties. And, and it's like a city and they don't know what to do with them and they wanted to recycle them and they were like, hey, do you want to try to turn these into watch cases? And I thought, I was like, that's a cool idea. And Tyler and I talked about it and it was like, it's an interesting idea, but like, first of all, a hundred thousand, a railroad tie is, yes, like, yeah. who the heck, like, where the hell are you going to put these things? <laughs> and then you got to melt them down. Yes, it's not like, yeah. who the heck knows? Um, but uh, <clears throat> I just think, you know, upcycling is, is obviously fascinating and close to our heart. So, so maybe then I, that's amazing in the, in the future maybe besides I'll back the up. glass taking a rail anything railroad and turning it into a case is totally feasible but not the glass uh, but not the glass yeah definitely what do you I think mean, about our tell the time yeah how about the title how about how about like time pieces we have like a power rangers kind of move you, he has one he has one it's pretty cool I'm into power rangers yeah. okay cool but yeah because you have kids yeah little kids yeah i think yeah. you have one last yeah, request so i do have this request so um what is fast foundations and is it an mlm and if it's an MLM, how do I invest? Because I heard you can make fast money with it. So you're saying MLM, and that is just to clarify for anyone still listening, if you've made it this far. <laughs> um, MLM is a multi-level marketing company. But it's not pyramid scheming. Which is different so, from pyramid scheming. It's, it's just shaped like a pyramid. Yeah, it's shaped like a, well, it's shaped like a triangle. Like a triangle. You're the one that's saying it's a pyramid. So it's all about that's right. perspective, <laughs> right? Um, if you get in early enough. Then you're at the top of the triangle. <laughs> of wealth and um so it's it's funny you asked about so um fast foundations is a mastermind that i've run for about a year and i love helping small business owners and i love solving that problem of how do i get to um there's a really great podcast called my first million mm -hmm. and they talk about like how to grow a business past seven figures mm -hmm. and i just love that process of creating an idea and trying to scale it is is always so fun so my friend Jim and I have been running that mastermind. It's, it's a mastermind that I joined in 2019. And now you're running it. And, and we actually bought it from the founder of that mastermind, who's a, a friend and a mentor of mine. Um, and the reason I love it is because I joined it first. And um, Chris, who, who ran that mastermind in that room, is where I got really interested in email marketing. Mm -hmm. And fast forward to today, email marketing is 42% of our business, 42% of our revenue. Um, and so there's a few little things in business that if you learn them, um, you can really make huge headway. And I think the best way to learn things is in small groups of people. And the, the concept of a mastermind to answer your question is not to be a pyramid and not to be that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. A mastermind is as the tide rises, all ships rise. So you're sitting around a table with a bunch of other small business owners and you're all helping each other and it's all, just kind of right. trying to rise the tide, right? So, so not an MLM. It's well, not an MLM, and it's and it's honestly something that I don't know if I'm going to keep doing because, like I told you guys when we, the time before we hit record, right? um, we when it was just Vortec, when we were just making a few hundred watches a year, I had extra time, and also when the pandemic hit, I thought we were going to need extra money, and uh -huh. so I started all these other things, and I was doing all these other things. Now that we have Colorado Watch Company, I mean, I'm all in. Like this, this is there we go. Big. So um, any so, yeah. any last comments 
uh, or anything that you want to say before we close the show because that is that concludes the episode 52. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, I'll just say thank you guys for coming. Thanks for taking the trip out here. Thanks for um, the twin bed, man. Yeah, and, I appreciate it. And and you're welcome. But <laughs> but you know, it's just been good to know you guys and um, anything we can do to show the world like in our, in our Kickstarter mm-hmm. video we say <clears throat> show not tell right so oh, I like that. we're not just telling people made in USA or You're whatever show it I want to bring as show many people it. here and say we make this on that machine and I'm going to hit this button and I'm going to show you how we do it because yeah come down y'all I just y'all. think that's easier for real like come down guys, let's, let's check it out Make like, it a vacation. Say like, oh, take the significant other. Say, well, we're gonna go hiking, and then, oh, this random like watch factory here. Like, that's so what? weird. There in Fort Collins. Yeah, the French <laughs> colony from the 18th century. It's crazy. How would there be a watch thing there? I thought that would just be hiking. Yeah, I thought it's it was in Switzerland. By. Yeah, just driving by. Crazy. <laughs> what the? Heck? Well, uh, why don't we do a close with an ASMR? I think that little the um, your watch the uh, the clicking the, of the oh, crown. Clicking. Let's use let's use this. Let's do that a few times. Quiet on the set, everyone. And you can. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Hey, again, thank you, RT. Thanks for the multiple camera shots. Thanks. Multiple camera shots. Hey, back to your regular shitty podcasting after this episode. Don't get used to it. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks, RT.